Oh, okay. Okay. Let me flip that switch. Oh, I feel better now. Or not. We're smart. We're going to wait and see. Welcome, everyone, to pull up a seat at the table. It is lunchtime in Rome. Tonight is episode 149, entitled Acceptance, something I'm personally very interested to talk about and take a second look at. What is the emotional need of acceptance? How do we get it met? How are we hurt when we are not accepted? This is what we're talking about tonight. So pull up a chair at the table and join us, please. First time listeners, you can subscribe on your favorite podcast app or listen directly on lunchtimeinrome.com. While there, please do take our relational needs questionnaire. Make sure to follow us on all social media and it would be great if you could give us a five-star review. Jay, what specifically is this podcast about? Being alone, it's the worst. Good times aren't as good and bad times are worse when you are all alone. Romans twelve fifteen says to rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. That is how you keep people from being alone and what this podcast is all about. Hi, Lydia. We demonstrate that in the first 15 minutes of the podcast and we talk about it for the rest. So while it may not be 12, 15 in Rome, we're treating it like it is lunchtime, lunchtime, lunchtime in, in Rome. Rome. Lunchtime in Rome. <laughs> yes. Fellas. Perfect. We're back. Back. Usually I say I'm back. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what you say. Yeah. <laughs> but we're back. We were off last week for I forget why. But nobody reasons. Nobody. Not one person. Nobody what? Nobody could make it except for you. Oh, that's right. I was gonna do it alone. Yeah, the Christian. And nobody asked me. And nobody was like calling me out like, Oh, how are you you don't you know, how would you do this alone without the support of you, you know, the intellect of you gentlemen? But I was just going to go with the strategy of um, voice imitation. Oh. I was going to just pretend like we were all here. Mm. Okay, so start with Eric. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't me. That was well Brian. Played. Well played. <laughs> um, no. I, so, okay. Not to imitate. I'll imitate myself by going, hey, what? Get, no, what? Um, it's gratuitous. I right, stutter. Let's start the park podcast in five, <laughs> four, <laughs> three. So goods and bads this week. I really have no bads, and that's and honestly, I I mean, I could go into more goods, but I'm just going to keep it general and say my good is just a continuation of last week where I talked or two weeks ago where I talked about how I'm you know making some healthy moves um, mentally, I guess, but also especially diet. Dietarily, is that a word? Diet wise, diet wise, yeah. Look it up, dietarily, and um, and it's going really good. And I've just not only lost a few pounds, but I just feel really good. Yeah. And um, I know you know motivation doesn't always stay high, and I have had some days where I'm like, uh, I want to eat something different, but um, still, like even on those days, I'm like, but you know what? I feel really good. Mm -hmm. Like I'm feeling. Good. you know satiated on yeah. on a healthy amount of fewer calories and mm -hmm. just different you know types of foods and whatnot and well, i think it's important to point out when you say fewer fewer calories yeah it's not that you're counting calories you're just not eating crap from like mcdonald's and stuff um, or crap from home i am not eating crap but i am <laughs> counting calories <laughs> You are I, counting I am, calories. I am counting calories. Yes. Okay. Yeah, just on like on the Noom app, like it has you do that. Now it, they they're very upfront with like it's okay. You know, you need a break. You need to like have your favorite snack. Go for it. Like they don't they don't like shame you. Yeah. But right. I like the shame apps myself. <laughs> <laughs> so have there been there have been a few days where I'm like, you know what? I know I'm going to go a few hundred over, but I don't care. I just I want this thing, whatever that might yeah. be. You know. Yeah. And that's fine. But overall. I look. I ca speaking calories for a minute. I was eating way too many before. That's yeah. just a fact. I just was. I was eating more food than I needed. Yeah. So like, it, I just feel better. I feel mm -hmm. good. I feel and that's better. Awesome. So, yeah. Because yeah. you're not good when you don't feel good, right? I I go down hard sometimes. I go. I I live a I live a roller coaster of emotion sometimes. Yeah. I go through phases. Do you so, feel less bloated? Because I think a lot of people they eat and drink so much that all the time. 
like when you step back and and find an efficiency to your diet and then you look at how you used to eat and what you used to consume like for me like doing mostly carnivore or you know whatever i'm doing now it's not all carnivore <laughs> but it's it's a lot it's a lot more protein i mean so and i feel efficient but there's times where like over the holidays it's like you know i'm just going to eat this pie i'm going to eat whatever it is and i like you can tell the bloat and so mm-hmm. for oh, me the bloat got to stay away from the bloat that, that bloat Dude. is crazy yeah it's nuts i had i can't even remember what i ate but i um was it a milkshake i got or something i don't know just something extra at the end of the day i wasn't hungry i wasn't any, you know but i'm like i want dessert and then afterwards i was like hmm you know what? I could have used like maybe a third of yeah. that because mm-hmm. just for the taste, you know yep. what I mean? And yep. like not because now I feel like crap. I got to taste that good stuff, but it was, you know, it was it's too not much. worth it. Yeah. 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 Well, so, like with yeah. me, like now that I'm, you know, that I've modified my carnivore to carnivore slash low glycemic vegetables mm-hmm. or just simply, I mean, the simple way to say it is I do no sugar, no grain mm-hmm. diet. But like at night, I have half a cup of red raspberries. Like mm. right before I go to bed. And I'm like, ooh. You know what I mean? like, that's like, you know, because that's by far the sweetest thing that's I eat dessert. all day. And there's basically no sugars in it. It's just, you know, it's just low glycemic. Really? Yeah. Hmm. More shockingly low. Huh. Low glycemic. Berries whatever. are like that. Yeah. It's the bigger fruit. Well, it's the bananas, your oranges. Your mm-hmm. well, oranges aren't even that bad. But so, apples. Yeah. Well, that's apples to oranges. Right. <laughs> well, that's awesome, Chris. Yeah. It is Thanks. Good. Glad well, you're feeling good. How's everybody else? That. Uh, good. We had a fun weekend. We went over to Amy's cousin's uh, place on Friday. Had dinner there. Talking about feeling bloated. We had uh, fettuccine Alfredo. Whoa. Oh, that's a heavy one. Homemade. It was great. I wanted to die. <laughs> <laughs> you like stretched out on the couch, <laughs> yeah, shoulder, much. shoulders to kneecaps. Yeah. Did yeah. you go into the meal thinking like, oh, this is gonna be bad? I mean, yeah, because I like I went off the rails a little bit lately, and now I'm back on, and I'm. I'm feeling so good, um, and yeah, I knew I knew it was like that was yeah. that was gonna be awful. Um, but it tasted really good. The food was excellent. Like it was homemade Alfredo, it wasn't right. store bought. Awesome. Um, and then Mitlo birthday was so much fun. So we just had a really good weekend, full of fun activities, and yes, it was good. Mitlo's had some birthdays. For those who cared enough to show. Boom, roast. I couldn't be there. <laughs> You're being a good husband. But I guess I was just pointing out there were there are a lot of Mitlow birthdays right now. I yep. mean, it's been recently. a big birthday time. It's uh, happens every year. Uh, we got three in five days. So Joe, me, and then Bella. And uh, it was that was probably the highlight of the last two weeks for me. It's been a grind and a half. It has been. You guys know it. I mean, but for those who aren't with us every day. Uh, but um, man, it, there was some battles, and it's been different places, different, different ways, and different attacks. If I was going to be spiritual about it, and I was thinking about it on the way over, it's it's very strange when you go through these times because, in a way, it's not all bad because you know you're in a battle, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and so you're not going to let it break you. You're not going to let it a have it get you struggle. Better. There is a purpose yeah. to the struggle if you can find it. Right. If nothing else, it's just don't let it beat you. Well, at some point. It, it it keeps coming in waves, and you're just like, all right, all right, all right. You know what I mean? Like you you put on your gear, and you're like, all right, let's go, let's get let's get this right. And you find and you find well, that's maybe the point is you find the purpose mm-hmm. in the pain, right? Because it's in there for a reason, and it's not that it's you know. So, go ahead. I was just gonna say because I've been through times where you don't have purpose in pain, and it's just pain. But like when you know that you're going through it, and you can find a purpose, man, that that gives you some strength. You can come out on the other side, like you know, right? Except then the fear is. Is that just making me stronger for the next one? Yeah, right. And I just want to say, Eric, every once in a while, the uh, screen's cool. I know. Okay. I know more. All right. It's okay. okay. It's fine. It's fine. All right. All right. So. Um, you good, Jay? Oh, I'm good. I want to I want to celebrate disc golf. I've had a couple good rounds. I'm mm. coming, out, coming out in the 2022 season strong. strong. I feel like. Pain-free? Um, yeah, pain-free. I feel really good. Uh, knock on wood. Um, I also want to celebrate Lex. It's pretty much common knowledge at this point, but. Uh, she got a promotion. Actually, it, it's a it's a different job within her her company. Um, definitely, you could consider it a promotion. Um, very much so. And I'm really excited about that. I'm really proud of her. And because it's been two weeks since we've been on the podcast, her and I had a date night um, last Friday, not this past Friday, but last Friday. Um, 
we went to the symphony. Uh, my, my sister bought us these tickets for, uh, for Christmas. We had, it was her Christmas gift to us. And she was like, Oh, it's this guitarist down in Heinz Hall. And I really didn't look into it much, but I'm thinking like smoke machines and lights <laughs> and like rock and roll, something like that. But it was the symphony and a guy playing classical guitar. And it was. Good. You're, like, you're like he's holding it wrong <laughs> it, but but wait I, but i got in like halfway in it i was like wait a second i'm just at the symphony with a, a guy that's going to play acoustic classical guitar but it was great it was it was a date night um we did condado tacos which is uh, i'd never been there and jay you and rachel had been there they're delicious yeah, so, so they know so how to good. make a taco yeah they really do and all different kinds so um i, I mean i'm just in a, in a good spot right now there's a lot a lot of good going on and and i just want to celebrate that that's awesome can can we before we move on can we have a moment of silence speaking of disc golf a moment of silence for the monroeville disc golf course as we know it that's long enough <laughs> <laughs> but you guys went yeah. i mean brian yeah. and i went a couple days before but you guys literally went the day before it shut down yeah to like celebrate the end of it or you know yeah, play but kudos to monroeville because oh, yeah. they put a bunch of money and time into it to make it now a bigger better 18 hole course yeah so if anybody's available on saturday they're doing a big work day so you guys head on out there and uh dig some holes to put the uh baskets in the holes and again that's really exciting that there's going to be an 18 hole course right there that close to right us. There. yeah it's, it's gonna, gonna be awesome it's, it's gonna good. be legit it, it looks man the work that they've done yeah holy smokes apparently it is easier to build a disc golf course with heavy machinery <laughs> what <laughs> here i am like some kind of not sucker. an electric chainsaw no nope. on a pole and a pole yeah on a pole. <laughs> you know I, I, got any, both. <laughs> I didn't see any chainsaw bits stuck in any trees out there no, no that's, that's a faith church park of faith church customized <laughs> you're welcome special. hey you know what that heavy equipment does though you know what else that that new course in Monroeville is going to be for a while is a mud pit yeah. like it is treaded by bulldozers and like stuff they they better plant some grass quick they'll probably throw down some hay and whatnot in it. some of that like elementary school puke sawdust yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's the best yes and you know what would stink is when you were in elementary school and you would throw up being sick was the one thing that was terrible but the other was is everybody gonna laugh at me mm. and you've because even though it's not your fault you're the outsider and will you be accepted? accepted accepted it's not it's not just being into a group it's even though you've made a mistake or there's a difference of opinion or there's different values placed on something are you still loved are you still taken care of and what we're doing uh probably once a month for the next year is revisit individual emotional needs and really break them down so that we can understand because too often in life we just sit there and we go, I had a bad day mm -hmm. or that hurt mm -hmm. my feelings or I'm, mm -hmm. you know, I'm mad. I just didn't want to say pissed off. Mm -hmm. so, you said it. But then, but what's behind it? Well, it's an emotional need that is either not met or taken from you. Well, if, if our vocabulary of emotional needs is small and or very not refined, well, then you're just mad mm -hmm. <laughs> or you're just hurt. And conversely, you can feel loved when that emotional need is met. And so we strategically looked at the top 10 emotional needs, and we wanted to start with this one because it's the first one in the alphabet that you come to. <laughs> we thought that's a good way to start. Wait, it we're going to do this alphabetically? Apparently. Wow. Or not. We're smart. We're going to wait and see. Maybe somebody's going to say, you know what? I want to talk about respect. And I'll be like, jump. <laughs> jump the line. Or you got to wait until November. Maybe. Maybe <laughs> at that point. So... We wanted to look into acceptance. Brian, why don't you lead us off and give the, the actual definition as per uh, the Center for Relational Care, which we get a lot of this information from. Great organization. Yeah, I would be happy to. Uh, what is it? Receiving another person willingly and unconditionally, even when the other person's behavior has been imperfect. Loving another in spite of differences or failures. Simply. So that is the definition <laughs> as per the book. And I think in looking at that, we talk a lot about sort of the first part about that. You know, when the other's behavior has been imperfect, I, I will admittedly say I don't focus enough on the second part, loving other in spite of differences or failures. You know, mm -hmm. I look at it and I define it as, you know, the, the second one and the simply put one. But it's sometimes it's just like, is it my way or the highway? And if we think about relationships where there are difficulties, very often 
if it's the dominant partner in the relationship that the other person is circling around the outside you know the edith to the archie bunker for those Mm -hmm. of you who are 40 and above or 40 (laughs) me you know the person that's on the or the the yes dear husband with the wife that wears the pants in the family Hmm. you know there is a lack of acceptance in that relationship as well Mm -hmm. and i I, want to make sure that we point that out which is why i wanted to stop short um you did I just right. watched that Seinfeld episode. <laughs> I'm getting. I'm sorry. I'm. I need to stay serious and on topic. Stop I apologize. Short. Yeah, mm. I apologize. No, I, I did. We still I have another you. question though. Thank you. Oh, thank you. That was a. That was a nice example. Um. So forgiveness would be a part of that then, right? If we're talking about. Um, accepting another, even when they're imperfect, that that certainly would take a level of forgiveness. I was watching Brian play with the volumes. What? Just talking about forgiveness and how that... I hope would, you would forgive me uh, for not listening to your question. I do. Go on. I was just uh, pointing out... Is forgiveness a trait yeah. that is necessary for acceptance? Right. Yeah, you'll find that... I believe we uh, talked about that later. In down the, there uh, in our pre-show notes. <sighs> All right. That's how well, we meet that, but... Uh, one of the things that I want to point out in the definition is unconditional. I mm. think that's, I think that's a, a word and a concept that our society... we. You doesn't hear, exist like, well growing you know growing up in church like i've heard it you know god loves you unconditionally um my I, parents have i almost all, blah 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 that but go on well but i'm saying like, you hear it so much i hear it mm-hmm. so much but how many people never like how many people don't understand the concept of unconditional love they've never heard of it before they've never felt it before and so that's why one like when i first started reading through this again and kind of taking a look at acceptance again um because it's it is one of these needs that like when i when i think about emotional needs i'm like oh respect and you know like i have the ones that i know about but then looking at this again it was like man this is such a deep one and unconditional love unconditional acceptance unconditional welcoming you back in even when and in spite of the difficulties and even when you've wronged somebody the world just doesn't know how to do that well you know what i mean and so this is a very important one to me i mean i would I mean, I, I said it doesn't exist right now, mm-hmm. and I don't think that's – it's not the prevailing view in our world today right. of unconditional. Everything's conditional. Everything. I mean, think about the last two-plus years. Mm-hmm. Everything is conditional. Yeah. We are split into teams, and you're on my team as long as – Don't say the wrong thing. Don't, don't do the, the wrong, wrong thing. thing. Don't go to the wrong place. Don't yep. – re- you know, any of that stuff. I think a lot of people say that they – Love unconditionally, but when the rubber meets the road, it's well, it not. depends on the condition, right? Exactly. <laughs> I unconditionally love under right. these conditions, yep. unless you disagree with me, right? Yep. And I think a lot so of times, true. speaking of forgiveness again, I think forgive. Speaking of conditions too, like forgiveness hinges a lot of times on the other person's apology. Like if someone wrongs you and they do not seem to be at all. Uh, sorry repentant yeah then you bristle you know you bristle up you, you're like well i don't i don't need them in my life i don't need, and so you i think that's almost like the natural reaction or at least it seems that way to me well that condition would be their repentance right or yeah. their acknowledgement of wrongdoing exactly yeah and so therefore it's not an unconditional love boom simply put <laughs> it's being loved even though you have erred or not met another's expectations that's the way I define it. Yeah. And that's why I said simply put. Not that Center for Relational Care is too wordy, but I just mean, hey, you screwed up. Right. Are we still good? Right. Mm-hmm. Are we still good? Do you still love me? Am I, and, am I all right? And what an amazing trait that is to bring into a relationship because how many relationships have you been in or are you in where you wake up today and it's like, you know, you're, you're kind of like feeling which way is the wind blowing? That's a terrible relationship to be in. Mm. You might love that person, but... I mean, I've been in those kind of relationships where it's like, who am I going to get today? Mm. Are they going to accept me at the end of the day? Am I going to, am I going to write a text or am I going to have a phone conversation or talk to them and it's all going to go south? Like that's, you can't, you can't walk on eggshells like that with somebody. So this, again, I, I, I really value this, this, this need in, in a new way that I haven't before. Well, and that's the important part of the second half of that definition. The first part simply being, uh, simply put, it is being loved even though you have erred. Okay, you earned that one. Mm-hmm. Okay? I mean, as far as like, all right, I screwed up. Right. But the second part, you've not met another's expectations, which are sometimes 
not Impossible. valid right. you can't do or, or attainable. Right. You know, like you just said, I know people who are in who, with their siblings that they can do something for a sibling and it's fine. They can mm-hmm. do something for a sibling and it's fine. And then all of a sudden they do something for a sibling and they get attacked for it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, well, how dare you? You think this or you think that. What happened? Nothing right. changed. Right. You know, and so that's going to leave you saying, look, what's wrong? You know, either what's wrong with me or do I, you know, and so and that goes both ways because they're not accepting them because they put an expectation too high on them. Mm-hmm. But now they have the opportunity to accept their sibling who is not being kind to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those those are the devils that will destroy you is the the expectations that you can't judge, understand or meet in somebody else because they're arbitrary. You know what I mean? Like like other people have these expectations or thoughts or, or um you know, just, just again, expectations of you. How, how do you meet that when you don't even, like, it's a moving target? You know what I mean? It can be. If it is a moving target, then yes. How do you Oof, meet it? Yeah. For some, but some, for some people, it's not moving at all. It's unattainable. It's just unattainable, right? Right. Hmm. Now, what it isn't is the, is the term being accepted into a group or relationship in general. So if you feel like, you know, oh, I, I always needed to be with a group of people, that's, that's not this emotional need. Mm-hmm. It's just confusing. It yeah. is confusing. Mm-hmm. Yep. When it's funny because when I say to people like, hey, yeah, your score on the relational needs questionnaire was, you know, your highest emotional need is acceptance. And they're like, no, I don't need to be in a group of people. And I'm like, great. That's not this need. Yep. Yeah. But I, I just think the best way to remember is, I'm, you know, I'm being accepted even though mm-hmm. expectations weren't met or I have screwed up. Yep. Right. So, uh, Eric. Yeah. Could you start and talk about if somebody has that emotional need? So if you're sitting there going, wow. I feel that's me. We want to look into, well, why are you that way? Yeah. You know, well, what are the root causes of that? Because in, in nine times, no, I don't want to say nine times. More often than not, if this has been a need you've dealt, you've dealt with your whole life and had a need for. And again, I want to remind everybody, emotional needs, everybody has them. <laughs> so don't feel like, oh, I don't, I feel bad that I need this. Like, no, we all have <laughs> emotional needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, more, more often than not, it's from the way we were raised, but there's also times in current situations where we'll have a spike in a need. So Eric, why don't you start us off? Yeah. So, uh, an overbearing, rigid upbringing with little grace. Mm. Um, do you want me to? Sure. If you want. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot that resonates with me on that one. Um, you know, with, with my upbringing, you know, I've talked about it before. My dad was out of town. They put a lot of pressure on my mom and, you know, things would ex- escalate, you know, and they were doing, like I've said before, they were doing the best they could. Um, but I know for me, I do have a high need of acceptance and that one resonates with me. Um, and yeah, I can feel that for sure. When this week, Joe was dealing with a big project at school and he was not doing well and he was frustrated and I'm just, talking him through it and everything else. And I said to him at one point, I said, do you realize there are people out there who have parents who are saying, well, you better not fail Mm. because if you fail, then you're not going to get this and that and Mitlow's don't fail Mm. and whatever else. And I mean, it didn't really help. He was like, yeah, that would be worse. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So you tell me I'm a good dad. Okay. I'm glad I could help you. You know, but, but that's true. Like you think about families where you can't fail. Right. Right. You represent that family and, and this is the way we do it. And I will not have someone call this house and you know, you just, you just didn't make a mistake. Right. And it's not that there's, you know, there's room for strict parenting in in situations and whatnot. But when it is, you know, you are brought up in in an environment where you are not provided an acceptance for just being you and just being, you know, when you make a mistake, you are on the outside. Right. And you, you are punished immediately. And I mean... And we all had friends like that. It was like, you know, oh, I, I didn't clean my room, so I can't go out for a month. And mm-hmm. You're like, whoa, right? I, mean, I was right. never punished a day in my life. I feel like mm-hmm. I feel Look like at me. acceptance. <laughs> I feel like acceptance and grace are very much hand in hand, um, or and, hand in glove, or hand in glove, and smell the glo- no, spinal tap, right? But but grace grace is such an important factor in. Um, relationships that can overcome 
And again, just like uncon- the word unconditional, to me, grace is something that the world doesn't really know how to do or understand. And so I feel like there's so many things that are tying in together with this this need. So first, there are conditions on forgiveness. Right. And because of that, there is no grace. Right. Because you can't mess up. Because if you mess up, you're, it's done. You're mm-hmm. done. You're outro. And the opposite can also be true. Right. Like if you go into, um, if you have a childhood, as you say, Jay, bereft of boundaries and expectations, then like it, you have no understanding of am I accepted? Am I not accepted? Like what? Like it's almost like this void in that area of your um, emotional needs, I would think. Well, but I, no, I mean, I don't disagree with you, but I think the way to look at it also is if every time you made a mistake, mommy said, it's okay. It's okay. It's fine. It's mm. okay. It's okay. fine. It's okay. And mom, I'll be home when, and then all of a sudden you're trying to be in a relationship and you come home an hour late and your wife's like, I need you to be home on time. Well, you need to accept me because mom did. Mm. <laughs> you know, you're used to it. One is you never got it. Right. So yeah. you need it. The other is you're used to it. And so you need to keep getting it. You know, now right. imagine that person gets into a relationship with the hammer. You know, and she's trying to do this. You think they're mm. going to have peace in right. their relationship? Mm. Now, in your first example, though, with the guy who whose mom always accepted him no matter what, and then he comes home, you know, an hour late, and his wife is like, "What? what's going on? It There's a healthy limit to some of these things, though, right? I mean, like, for me, I would think, well... Okay, he needs to be more more communicative. He needs to uh, he needs to adjust his expectations of well, emotional needs. Again, you have to remember for a healthy relationship, there's three components. One of which is mutual giving. So if she has a high need for security and she needs to know that he's going to be home on time, then yeah, she needs to be okay when he's going to be late. Yeah. But he needs to let her know ahead of time that he's going to be late. So he's meeting her need for respect or security. I'm sorry. Well, she is meeting his need for grace because he's not used to having boundaries. Is that kind of what you're looking at? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he yeah. can't just be like, hey, babe, Tyler's right. <laughs> this, is, this is just who I am. <laughs> but if you're looking at present day, there can be some causes to that as well. Right. So, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Brian. Present day life of failures, missteps, and or sin. Right. So imagine if you just are going through a rough period mm-hmm. and you know you get fired from your job you apply for another job you don't get that job you know the bank account goes backwards even if normally you're cool and you don't have a high need for acceptance all of a sudden you're like look i need to know that i'm still worth something mm-hmm. that i'm still mm-hmm. okay that you still love me that that i'm measured by who i am not what i've done or you know if it amazes me as a pastor i'll just leave it at that the number of things that people hide from people in their life. Hmm. So let's just say you're hiding a marshmallow addiction. Let's keep it nice and, and, and we'll keep it back to Cougar Town. I've never uh, thought of anybody being addicted to marshmallows well, they were, before. Gross. In, in Cougar Town, it was actually secret treats is what he called them. So he had them hit all around town. <laughs> marshmallows. Secret yeah, treats. From his wife because she didn't want him to eat them. And so he would just take one and go, secret treats. <laughs> I love it. You know, they are walking around hiding something. Right. And so at any given time, they think the other person is either finding out or angry about it and whatever else. So you're just walking around with this. Basically, it's a guilty complex. Mm-hmm. And so the other person's like, no, we're fine. It's like, yeah, because you don't know about the marshmallows. Right. And so mm-hmm. that could be you, only, you knew. only knew about the secret treats. Well, and some people do have secret treats. Oh, that in, that opens up a whole like Pandora's box of of having a relational need and it almost not being able to be met. That's scary. Like what you're saying is like the person can't openly. Yeah. Like, so maybe the other person is offering acceptance, but you're still in your brain saying, if you only knew, if you only knew. So you are like stuck. That's, that's And that's how the enemy does it because he takes your, maybe it's a sin marshmallows. Okay. They're not healthy, whatever. Right. But you know, a porn addiction or whatever else. Okay. Now we're getting into some good stuff. Well, you can't, you can't confess that. And so then you can't receive the forgiveness for it. And then guess what? You're going to resent the other. When they say, hey, how was work today? <laughs> what do you mean by that? <laughs> I don't know. I was just asking. And that's right. exactly how it works. Tell you there weren't any marshmallows there. <laughs> that's one thing for sure. <laughs> Another thing that can happen in today's day and age that would cause you to have a greater need for acceptance is a present lack of grace and understanding or attachment in one's life. And so if you're just in a period of time where, you know, you're not getting 
accepted, mm-hmm. you know, and you're maybe it's different relationships. It's not from your upbringing. You're just right now surrounded by people, right? You know, that are not meeting that need, or right? Just get, or like Brian has pointed out, our world today, you're walking on, you know, pins and on eggshells and you're on pins and needles. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't want to do the wrong thing. And so I just need to make sure, am I okay? Are we okay? Is everything okay? And that can bleed over into other relationships in your life. Mm-hmm. So, Chris, why don't you lead us off? How can, if you got somebody who has a high need for acceptance, how can you meet that need? Right. So, you know, that's, that's really what this is all about. Well, it's, it's twofold. It's understanding yourself, but then it's also seeing these things in other people and, and building, um, your relationship with them through a healthy way of, of, of meeting their relational needs. So, one way is verbally, right? If you are in a conversation with someone and they are saying, you know, it comes out in the conversation that they just do not in whatever way in their life feel accepted, then you can offer them, um, or it could be something that they even, I, I guess, did to you, right? Like it could be something they're asking forgiveness for. Um, you give that forgiveness. I mean, I think that's one of the things that we as people... It sounds are, simple. Right, or sure, yeah. But it's it's not. It's, it's making sure that, that when people screw up, and again, this person has a high need for acceptance. So you're going to want to make sure you're offering forgiveness often because mm-hmm. it's not a big deal to you. So you're not even saying, hey, I want you to know that whole thing. I'm not worried about it. But you have to be healthy enough to be able to offer forgiveness because there's a lot of people that are so hurt that mm-hmm. when they get hurt, they can't offer forgiveness. Right. Well, well, we're not saying that any of these are easy or always done. Right. But we're saying for the person who has a high need for acceptance, That's they one need way. Right. forgiveness. Could also do... Uh Okay, so if the person's going through uh, some difficult times, um, and of course you are in a friendship or whatever type of relationship with them, and so you are uh, keenly aware of, of of your your partner's or your friend's needs, and you say, okay, they're going through a, a rough time, you might even be proactive, I guess, and be able to um, offer them some reinsurance, reassurance during those times and say, hey, I know that you know this is probably getting to you. Don't worry. You know, mm-hmm. I'm here... I, you know, I love you. I accept you for who you are. I mean, that to me, think about the person who's walking around with a guilty conscience, whether it's earned or not. Mm-hmm. And every day they get a, hey, I just want you to know you're you're just great and you're the best son I've ever had. You're the best husband, best wife, the best whatever. And I'm excited for our day together. That's gold. Right. Because right. mm-hmm. they're used to well, at any minute, any point in time, it ain't coming my way. Well, and I think to that point, the next thing that we're going to talk about kind of is consistency in good and bad times. To me, somebody that's consistent is just a jewel. You know, it's 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 an amazing thing to to walk with somebody that regardless of how high or low you are or how high or low they are, again, it comes back to this is who you're going to get. We, we might we might butt heads we might be emotional we might whatever it might be but this is who I am and I'm gonna bring it every single day you know what I mean you know what consistency is a good sign of someone who's healthy in their understanding of emotional and relational needs right I mean because otherwise you are I think we're always you know we're struggling with what does what well, I'm feeling this and I don't know I don't know how to resolve it or have I even thought that far into it about how do I resolve it? But if you're, if, you know, like you said, that's a gem. That's a person who you're like, they understand themselves. They, you know, even if you, you, you don't understand emotional needs, if you see somebody like that, I bet that's a, a sign of something in their life that, that offers them that consistency. And that's very valuable to somebody with a high need of acceptance. Mm-hmm. Um, I would add one more, which is, you know, when, number two is reassurance in difficult times. But I would say being preemptive in normal times. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing mm-hmm. going on, but just saying, you know what? I appreciate you. You know, things are good. Are you good checking in? You know, getting ahead of it before they start to wonder, oh, what are they thinking? Mm-hmm. Oh, are they mad at me? Or are they going to be this? Are they going to be that? And, you know, you just get ahead of it. Outside of it helps meet that need so that if something bad happens, it doesn't go as far down. Right. Mm-hmm. And and you do that well, Jay. I, and I mean, all of, all of you guys at the table here do this well. But you just the other day when we were disc golfing, I was leaving and you're like, you're you're a good friend and a good husband, like mm-hmm. unprompted. You know, in the middle of the day, and I'm feeling great, but I, looking back on my needs, I do have a high need for acceptance and I never realized it. Um, and so something like that to me is like, 
that's that's a really really valuable and amazing thing because it's it's unasked for it's unexpected it wasn't because we just had a conflict but then when it, right but then when it hits it's like wow that's really valuable hmm. so i wonder why he never says that to me because <laughs> you weren't disc golfing with us <laughs> man you were carol king horrible friend <laughs> but a better husband right because he was with his wife right lest we forget <laughs> we shan't <laughs> i think another way we can meet that need for people and again it's this is much more for people who want to receive it that way uh is physically and that is you know and, and just giving that person the hug you know certainly with somebody who doesn't have a high need for affection they don't want the hug mm. uh my lovely wife being one of those people but if they do have a if they do receive affection well and they have a high need for acceptance and man that's just that that warm hug means more than four paragraphs of reassurances mm -hmm. and everything else. Yeah. All right, because it is more than just the physical. I mean, it's it is it's a physical act, but it hits you like you know emotionally. And you 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 if you are in need of that acceptance, then obviously if someone's going to give you a hug, there you go. Yeah, I you have are very being, few people that I'm angry at. Right? Yeah. <laughs> How about something on the line of? Um, Sending them a letter, an email, whatever, in text, text form. Yeah. yeah, just saying, hey, yep. thinking about you, you know, again, it, it could be, a, a you know, if you depending on your situation, it could be a forgiveness type thing where you're saying, hey, don't worry about what, you know, happened the other day. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm here for you. Yeah, and I would, I would add even like social media posts, mm. you know, because if I think Rachel's mad at me and she makes a post that says I have the greatest husband in the world, well, she can't be too mad. Right. You know, and so that, that helps. And I mean, that goes into uh, approval belonging, but that's another emotional need for another day. Uh, we, oh, yeah. When it's not met, what are the hurts? You know, how are we hurt when we're not receiving it? How, how are we hurt by it, I guess? Yeah. And I think un unattainable, the like going back mm -hmm. a little bit, unattainable expectations you know you 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 just can't there's there's no ceiling you never reach the ceiling you never reach the the goalpost and how frustrating and insecure can that make you by saying now no no nah, you know and that th and that 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 can continue to perpetuate that cycle of of hurt and disappointment if you look in our search bar for uh marriage games or we call them relational games i don't remember but there's one that was like, yes, but, you know, and so it's mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, we did this. Yeah, but, mm, right. oh, if you just only would have, you know, it just grieves your soul because yeah. you can never, you can never perform well right. enough for them. That oh. one reminds me of, um, like, sort of like uh, uh, the cliche in so many movies of the son who just wants his dad to be proud <laughs> of him. Yeah. And like, we'll call him Ben. <laughs> I'm very proud of my son. You but are. no, the you know the the son that just wants that acceptance from his dad, mm -hmm. and, you know, and he does something great and he looks to his dad and his dad shakes his head and says, "Yeah, but you didn't blah blah blah, yeah, you know." Crushes. Yeah. That would be a high need for acceptance. Uh yeah, outbursts instead of forgiveness. Um yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and, I mean, I, I feel like there's a reoccurring theme here with forgiveness. Um, well, again, and it all goes back to that. Outbursts so, and or indifference. Well, yeah. And like an outburst can be very, uh, what's the word? Like, Outbursty? <laughs> or just like, just like. Volatile. Curt, yeah. Or volatile or, or like. You know, sharp. Just sharp. Yeah. Um, and unexpected. So that kind of, it's like a double hit there, I feel like, um, in a very short period of time. And I think sometimes when we don't understand an emotional need and, you know, Brian's identifying with acceptance a lot tonight is to look at somebody who doesn't who like this wouldn't offend. Mm -hmm. So if you think of somebody like I could go home right now and yell at Rachel and she would be hurt from a respect standpoint. But she wouldn't be hurt from an acceptance standpoint. She'd be like, "Like, what's your problem? Yeah, mm -hmm. screw you, buddy. You know, if I scream and yell, she'd be like, you're not going to do that anymore. <laughs> she wouldn't be like, oh, I made a mistake. Uh -huh. Like, yeah. she'd like hit the bricks, pal. Yeah. But for some people, that's mm -hmm. you're, you're stealing their soul from right. them. Mm -hmm. and, and it's and it's crushing them. Yeah. Uneven patterns of behavior. Again, I, that to me goes back to consistency. Yep. Mm -hmm. I, I value that so much. You know, just oh, when you're married to it. What's that? That even... Oh yeah, behavior that oh. that level headedness. <laughs> I, I wondered what he was saying. I'm like, what are you, what are you 
you, you thought, about oh, you thought she was You're married, married to uneven <laughs> patterns yeah. of behavior. No. She's all over the place. Yeah, I'll tell you <laughs> She's both Mrs. Jekyll and Mrs. Hyde. No, that's not true. She is consistency. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, she totally is. Like, yeah. I just look at my marriage and it's like, wow, I'm an idiot sometimes. And just, now, you know what? You are a lucky man. Uh, you're a lucky man. Blessed, that's that's what I like say about use? myself. I'll a lucky punt man. the coverage. Yeah. yeah if, if, you're, if your marriage is like a graph, there's a straight line yep. and then there's a jagged line that goes around it. I would be the jagged line. <laughs> you said it, not me, friend. <laughs> you're mostly above, though. I'm your mostly, highs are mostly high. Mostly above the line. Your highs are high yeah. and your lows are very short. They are very short. Yes. Yeah. Very accurate. Stubbornness and inflexible, inflexible position on things. And that's sort of the hidden one. You know, it's it's the my way or the highway. Mm. It, it's we have to do things this way. You know how your mother is. And, mm. well, your father said or in a relationship, you know, spousal, the one person's always in charge or it's there. You know, we can't talk about that. I mean, I that's to me, that's so much more of an older school thing. Yeah. Uh, than there is today because the minute that happens today they're like oh deuces I'm out yeah mm-hmm. but if you don't have that right and, and, and again that same thing with parent expectations you know they're stubborn you know that's I mean yep not going into that story <laughs> it's like you know we don't talk about Bruno I was just I was thinking were you yeah. yes I was <laughs> yes I was what's that from uh, Encanto Encanto what's that that new uh, Disney is it Pixar or is it just Disney I don't know, but it's that new one. You've not. That's like the big rage, man. We, it's in Colombia. That's like the that song. Sorry, we're getting here. We are on a tangent. My apologies. No, some tangents are good. Bruno. I'll let you know. That song has surpassed every Disney song, um, as far as like sales or whatever. Really, um, even except, more than Frozen. Yes, yes. Everything. The only one above it uh, is um, a whole new world. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah. Really. Hmm. No. Isn't that insane? And it's like brand new. But wow. Yeah. That's I have crazy. Heard it. The reason I said it though, Jay, <laughs> is because that is a strict speaking of um mm-hmm. stubbornness and inflexible positions. That is a a um a strict order from the grandmother that we do not mm-hmm. talk about Bruno. Mm-hmm. What did Bruno do? Oh. I forget. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't talk about it. <laughs> That's right. And they, yeah, they just sang we, wildly popular. She said we it. don't talk about Bruno, and that was the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah. that was it. It's a pretty short movie. That's probably why so many people watch it. It's fifteen minutes tops. But when we are hurt, um, hurts as we have talked about before, they go four different places. But uh, you know, this emotional need can hurt us specifically in each of those four places. Somebody want to go with fear. Yeah, uh, not knowing what to expect um, and anxiety of not meeting expectations. Um, I mean, if you're living in that, if you're if you're living in that in that fear, I was gonna say guilt, but if you're living in that fear, you're always thinking of like what's gonna happen. Right. Yeah. There's no consistency. There's yeah. and what which creates maybe, maybe maybe there is consistency. Mm. Negative. I'm always right. Yeah. <laughs> which can lead to guilt. No, anxiety. No. Okay. We right. moved past that. Okay, yeah. fine. So, well, <laughs> can lead to guilt, the belief that it's one's own fault for the displeasure of others. But wait, stop there. Think about that statement. The belief that it's one's own fault for the displeasure of others. You're taking so much on. <laughs> like you're a whipping boy. And again, sometimes you earn it. Fine. Sometimes you're you still it. loved. Right. right. But boy, sometimes you didn't earn it. And so mm-hmm. many people live in that spot. So oh, it's just my fault. Uh and, and if you don't, if your hurts don't go there, it's foreign to you. You're like, it's not your problem. <laughs> yeah. And then you're surrounded by people who say that to you. Right. Hey, it's not your fault. Oh, okay. Okay. Let me flip that switch. Oh, I feel better now. Right. Mm. Yeah. I That statement resonates so much with me, but I think it's, it mostly is my fault. We're <laughs> <laughs> over-focusing on one's own actions. So... You hyper focus on oh I could have right. done this better everything oh, too I should have done this little things Chris is certainly perked up here. oh like, yeah, yeah oh, this, this oh guilt totally are we me. talking about guilt okay I can do that <laughs> but say but expand on that well if you are um if you lean toward feeling guilty about these things anyway then yeah everything can be magnified right so you are it doesn't have to be something major it can be something or you made a mistake you didn't kill anybody right yes but yet you're carrying that burden right and it could be because of 
reactions you've gotten from people in the past and then that now you feel like you some something in your brain is like okay that's the normal reaction and so i better feel bad about myself and guilty yep if you have uh if your hurts go to self-condemnation and you're not uh your need for acceptance hasn't been met you may be walking around with the belief that you're not entitled to your own beliefs or your own thoughts <sighs> that's crazy that, right but you've never thought that in your life or no <laughs> For sure. Like, well, I, I, I don't really get to choose. I mean, think about like, you know, in a spouse, the battered spouse, and, uh-huh. you know, and I mean that emotionally mm-hmm. and physically, but but also emotionally. It doesn't matter what I, I I'm not worthy to. Mm. I'm, I'm such a pathetic human being that I, it doesn't matter if you love me because I'm unlovable. That's the whole thing of self-condemnation. It's, I'm not even worthy of having that need met. I know someone who that statement resonates very well with, and it's just has no self-worth in, in like in certain times and phases, you know, depending on, you know, obviously not, maybe not obviously, but not a hundred percent of the time, but there are times where this person is like, I am not like, why am I even here? You know, I am not good enough. I am not. And it's hard. Like, Oh, cause you want to argue it away. Right. Yeah. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. But that doesn't do anything. No. Yeah. No. And because they use, and that's sort of the second one is they use the, their imperfections as to their evidence of self-worth mm. rather than just simply a mistake or mm. a difference of opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, like, look, no, I can prove to you what a piece of crap I am by my mistakes. Mm-hmm. Right. Look at this. I'm, I'm this, 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 and this. So therefore mm-hmm. I'm right. <laughs> I'm, I am self-condemning. Me. Right. <laughs> i'm self-condemning man (laughs) and the last one's tricky because if your hurts go to anger it's not that you get angry at somebody else when you're not accepted you get angry at yourself Mm. can't believe i screwed up again you know it it, it sort of is tied into self-condemnation but i mean you can't also be enraged at the other person (laughs) no brian's nodding he's like no i got this one jay let me (laughs) anger i get no, I, 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 this one, when I saw it, I was like, wow, that's, it, it's another clue. It's another piece because that's exactly where I go. Now that I understand acceptance more than I did when we first talked about this and I saw anger, obviously we've talked about for, you know, two and a half, three years or whatever, my hurts go to anger. And I saw being upset about one's performance. And I think about what a, a fierce competitor I am, you know, I, I like, there's goal like I play, again I play hockey I'm a, I'm a goalie what? yeah never heard of that and there's goalies that'll blame everybody else they'll blame mm-hmm. their teammates like I play uh, there's there's a guy I play against on kind of our you know we're we're kind of like brothers you know our two teams are brothers and we just always you know go at it and it's it's great competition but the other goalie's like kind of the exact opposite of me he's always blaming everybody else mm. me it's always my they, fault right they give it's away a, always a my four fault. on none and you're blaming you for letting the goal get past. i am i am and then like i get super mad at myself because there's always something that i could have done better so i didn't ever realize that tied into acceptance hmm. right because I, I like i would just go to respect like I, I have respect for myself but this is fat like it's just fascinating to me do yeah. you brian like does that trickle into other parts of your life outside of hockey too like do you feel like you um get upset about your quote unquote performance in other areas. Cause I, I just, I'm asking cause I'm like, I don't see that from the outside. Like I don't see you putting yourself down so or things like that. Let's just, let's take worship team. You know, if, if I play a bad chord, that's on me. If, if, if something doesn't work right, there's going to, I'm going to find a way to say, I probably could have done this, but I could have been a better leader. Now there's times where like, I'm very much like, no, that's definitely on you. Um, but like if if it's anywhere within my sphere of being able to control it in my performance, then yeah, I'm going to take that on me, and I'm I'm going to take that critically about myself. You know what yeah. I mean? So if you but think, go ahead. I was going to say it's it's super interesting because you, like Brian, you don't feel guilt. Oh, so well. it's a, it's it is an interesting thing that it does go to anger and like you like you're angry at yourself for not you know missing the mark or not seeing the gap that you know needed to be filled you know that kind of thing and maybe that's what i wasn't seeing like i was i'm misinterpreting what i was seeing in brian because you know you you do go to anger in in different situations but i guess i never considered it from this perspective i've never considered it from this perspective Hmm. and again if you look at it like okay brian misses a chord now if i the pastor 
<clears throat> walk up to him and I go, Brian, did you guys practice this week? Mm-hmm. Now, he may be, and if they didn't practice or if he didn't spend the extra minute, he could get mad at himself, get angry. I should have practiced. Mm-hmm. However, if I brought it too strong, he might be angry because I've taken away his need for respect. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a fine line. Right. It's well, it depends. It's the two different emotional right. needs. But he could be like, you know what? I didn't, and I'm a jerk. Yeah, and F- I, am, I did <laughs> practice. Right. Or you could do that. Yeah. Right. But if, but if you hadn't practiced, right. then if that I, would be. Right. Because if I own you've it, you've like, made a I, misstep. I, I want to own everything that I do. And so, like, because, I, because of my high need for acceptance, I feel like if I can own what I do in the good and the bad, it always comes back to me. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. And, and when I fall short, that's on me. Right. And it's so interesting. So interesting. And not enough of this emotional need is given out there. Yeah. I mean, to me, that's the summary. I mean, that's the takeaway for me is, boy, looking at it from a societal point mm. of view. And, and it's funny because I want to be careful. In some ways, we, like in the school right now, they're struggling and... There's You're a talking lot of pen hills. Schools in general. Schools yeah. in general. Schools yeah. in general. Everywhere. And there's so much going on that little things are getting, uh, you're not getting punished for. Mm-hmm. So there's a lack of, um, repercussions. Mm-hmm. So on the one hand, they're not getting hammered all over the place. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, Man, it's just a it's a tough world today. There isn't a lot of grace. There's not a lot of grace out no. there. There's not a lot of I forget. Yeah. So that's that's sort of where I'm you know, I'm realizing, man, people need to be loved and accepted no matter their difference of opinion, their difference of performance, mm-hmm. much more than we are. I feel like reviewing this tonight really has brought a different lens about how I'm seeing the world and it it, it brings a new level of heartbreak for me because we live in a world that as much as we talk about accepting everybody, we're just hypocrites. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just not, it's not working. We're not doing it. We don't understand acceptance. Well, my thing a while back was, you know, I'm trying not to judge anybody. Mm-hmm. And then my thing was, I was going to try not to judge judgmental people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's hard. Oh, they're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got nothing to do with them. I judge them. <laughs> so, Anything to add? So as we close up uh, or finish up episode 149, just to mention, like you guys had talked about, um, you know, this episode is obviously acceptance, but there's a fine line maybe between your need for acceptance and where does it then bleed over into your need for respect or some other relational need. And um, just wanted to mention, like uh, we did at the top of this episode, that there will be... um, we're going to do a, a whole series of these once a month. So um, if you have another relational need and you're listening to this in the future, cross-reference it with with an episode that, that is about that other relational need that you need. And if you don't know what you need or what someone in your life might need, then go to lunchtimeinrome.com, take the relational needs questionnaire, and um, you know start learning a little bit about yourself and, and apply that to your relationships, and it'll go a long way. And for now... Thanks for joining us for Lunchtime in Rome. Bye-bye. See you next week. Bye. Bye. I am not eating crap. Uh, I want to eat something different. I go down hard. I'm feeling so good. Um...